Art Next Door Prepared by Tuche Elal Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free Seas Community-based art Socially engaged artistic practice Artist-led project spaces Collectives Emerging and young artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Arts Next Door on Keith FM. We are now talking to Alpha Novengard's Galeri Futura co-directors, Dr. Katerina Koch and Sylvia Sandinsky. So basically, I'm very much interested with the history of Alfa Nova because it was founded in 1986. No, it's already a very mm. established project space in Berlin, one of the most important feminist platforms that allows discussion, exhibition, and performance space. So Alfa Nova and Galerie Futura um, um, was founded in 1986 in former West Berlin and. The group uh, who gathered, a group of women cultural workers who were, beside that, not only cultural workers but also connected to the uh, women's peace movement. There were also feminist activists and they started um, the Gallery Futura with this idea um, to uh, promote women artists and um, feminist concerns of the field. And um, so from begin on the space was a kind of political space, which linked activism, cultural production. This was in the, in the 80s and then it um, more and more developed. Um, so it moved first to another uh, space in Friedenau, so part of Lüneberg. And then it became more a professional gallery space for uh, women artists and not so much anymore a political and activist space. Um, but it was really the concern to promote women artists in their career. Uh, in 2012, uh, my former colleague Anne Kohl and I overtook the project as new art directors and it was also a generational change because before the, the, the elderly generation was also founding the project, they retired and then we um, were asked to overtook the project and with this new generation we also and we moved to another space, to Flutgraben, to this space where we are now here in the um, art fabric um, Flutgraben. Yeah, and with this change it was also, we rethought about the, the concept and what are, what's important to us and we were really interested in in the feminisms and to promote again uh, feminist ideas and also feminist issues and really consider ourselves as feminist space which was at the beginning of the project uh, an idea but then in between it was not so much anymore the, the, the topic but we wanted to rethink and what is feminism for us today and how we can interlink activist ideas as feminist ideas and political ideas. And this was also con yeah, connected to the idea of what could uh, feminist uh, curating uh, be, so that we were thinking, and it, it's the process uh, we are still in, so, so and uh, we thought, of course, it's not only about highlighting feminist issues and topics and um, 
uh, marginalized uh, um, topics which have no um, really representation in the in other um, art fields, but also talking about non-hierarchical forms of exhibiting, of working together, and so more on the structural level. We also think this is something we try to um, work on, and we're still really <laughs> always, yeah. It's a, it's a continuing process of also reflecting on these questions and with whom we work together and who whom we exclude, of course, through our politics of invitation and, and collaborations and, and also our positions as um, uh, white academic women who are running the space, and um, which was, of course, is something we, we always have in mind to, to deal with, also with our own privileges. I think at least like reflecting your privileges and thinking about like, okay, with whom you work with, who do you actually pay, how much do you pay certain people, I mean everything is connected or yeah, like work exploitation, over hours, care work, I mean all these kind of things play a role in our field as well and in our like, when you declare yourself as a feminist space or feminist work context, it's like also something important to think about. Yeah, before the lockdown actually it was about the care, it was a very nice exhibition about the care uh, and then it was really highlighted uh, also and then just giving a floor for the people of colour and women of colour uh, and then the decolonization and then it's just like a colonization process, so it's just a... Uh, yeah, um, it was a show of, um, by Edna Bonhomme and um, Nena Onua, like photographies of care, where they were dealing with questions about or like criticizing or like reflecting on Western ideas of care work, but also of um, healing and what does it mean actually to come from like in mostly like African backgrounds and um, be confronted with the like Western ideas of healthcare systems, healing and care systems. Yeah. And also, I mean, for this exhibition, um, Sylvia was talking about now. This was, for example, the case that we. We, we were not the curators of this exhibition, so we just offered the space to um, Nana and Edna to, as curators to, to work with the space. And to, sometimes we are curating um, thematic exhibitions and event series, and sometimes we just work, of course, with people together, but we, we are then not the curators, but they are really yeah, doing their, their and following their agenda here. Yeah. So we, you facilitate and yeah. then invite or collaborate with curators uh, from external from your team. Yeah, so. like provide like kind of then like our human power and um, resources <laughs> and, <laughs> and like different resources, yeah. That's, that's very valuable. I mean, but also like obviously like the space and, and other mm-hmm. like support. Um, I was discussing this a couple of years ago with another colleague of mine that project spaces or artist run spaces are in time after a certain time they are institutionalized you cannot avoid a kind of a certain level that you arrive after years and getting those funding structures and um, I'm curious after a very long uh, independent position of a space like this which is a very strong statement of a feminist approach how do you deal with that kind of situation are you still thinking that you are having a kind of a ground in the experimental ground or you are going towards a more institutional structure 
for you or just uh, I don't know if you are thinking about this or are you just feeling it's a kind of a challenge or struggle or an opportunity? I mean the, the space was or this project was funded for for years already um, by the Berlin City Council of, but not for the uh, cultural concerns but for um, uh, women concerns and as a social project because we are promoting women artists mostly and work mostly with women artists together so this is something we are funded in institutional way but it's still, the problem is that it's really um, a, a low institutional funding so we are always in this precarious situation still um, although the situation went better and better in the last years so it's still and the problem and always something we have really to deal with and uh, also in an ethical way that we can't really pay people for yeah, doing something here. We can pay a bit but as a fee but it's more symbolic fee and not really something. So this is always something we have to deal with and that's why we also have to apply for, for different funding of course, um, for bigger projects, but then again you have this kind of problem that um, for one exhibition project you have uh, yes, uh, suddenly, I don't know, really a, a lot because you've got some uh, extra funding uh, from other sources and uh, foundations and uh, for, another, for the next exhibition then again only a bit and so yeah it's something really um, also difficult to handle I have to say and I think uh, your question went also a bit in this um, if you still think it's an experimental space I, I, I think of course it's more you, you as well so we offer a space for yeah for people who would like to try different things out and yeah. I think it's like kind of both right like there's always like a ch like it's sometimes there's a chance if you like more or less institutionalized because maybe maybe you have like kind of then I don't know better working structures different f different working fields because I mean we're here like only the two of us who actually get get paid by the Senate. So, and like two people to run a space, as like most of you, like, like most people know, it's just like not a lot when you need to kind of do like everything, like curating, writing text, doing the organizational work, doing press work, doing t um, from time to time when there's no extra money to set up. So, I mean, it's everything. So then I would say like, mm, it's maybe still like a project space from time to time. But then when it happens, like as you said, with the extra funding, with um, like a third party like being involved, then apparently it becomes like a real institution with like kind of the possibilities to pay extra people, to get extra people for if it's like press or set up or whatever. So I think it's like this shifting from institutionalized, like some moments, like some exhibitions are maybe more like institutional exhibitions and other are more like kind of, yeah, like really project space based exhibitions. And I think this is like also nice. And um, this is also interesting and nice because it means that we can also work with different artists, you know, like some artists like maybe like at like further fields in their career that um, then like get like a space for a show their work and like which is like then funded, but also other people who maybe would not have like a chance to show their work anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So it's I think this is like kind of a good mixture. But like I mean obviously it would be great to have more money, right? <laughs> so, I mean, but then it's like kind of, yeah, does it mean like maybe, I don't know if like necessarily this would mean that you become more like institutionalized, what does it even mean, like normal, normalized or like following certain structures, certain expectations, yeah.
But I think our agenda wouldn't really mm. change because mm -hmm. so the issues we are dealing with and so they are still, I would be the same. Yeah. And I mean, people are really, uh, so the artists are really have different interests. So some are really, yeah, into trying to get a visibility in, in the art scene and art market maybe, and it's more like a Umbrett, <laughs> let's say, <laughs> for, for, for them and for others, more like uh, here it's a safer place. Uh, I would like to, to yeah, work on, on things that are not so, that, that's not the main goal to become really visible in, in the public field, but more have a safer place to, to work in and to try and to reach a certain community or something. I mean, it's also like the. the um then yeah, when it kind of like becomes a safe space, it's like kind of not necessary because like it's not necessarily like a classical gallery, you know, right? It's just like so we don't even. It's not about like only art. It's like about like discursive parts. It's about like people from like activism, from politics, from academia, people from yeah social fields. So I mean, this is like so. Then you don't necessarily or only attract like an art audience or art public, but. I think our interest that is like um, from coming from like feminism so much brighter than only like the art world. Actually, this is exactly connected to my next question because I'm already following projects by Arthur for a long time, and then I was uh, looking at the previous events, and then I was also thinking how Berlin is changing, even though I'm only living in Berlin for four years, and then as a as a space which has gone through a lot of experiences and the political structure is also changing and then how gentrification is changing the face of the city mm -hmm. and how real estate companies and then just like giants are just buying like corners or just quarters and they're just demolishing mm -hmm. everything and then building up again even food club in the building has been just being part of this kind of a struggle mm -hmm. and also Alphanova has a very uh, distinctive programming about the urban and then spatial practices which also connects to the next exhibition but I also want to a little bit talk about the previous artist activist uh, program that you were doing that we can maybe connect to this upcoming exhibition so so I was wondering how those kind of urban transformation slash gentrification manifested in the programming of Atanoma. I mean, um, definitely has big uh, impact on the, the changes around us. Also, to, because we are maybe as individuals, also um, we are affected by this. And also, I mean, Alfa Dova and Galerie Futura itself, not because we are somehow in the good situation that this building uh, is safe for the next years, let's say. But um, all the surroundings are changing and um, we are so closely um, located to Kreuzberg, so we feel like being in Kreuzberg and Kreuzberg has changed so much. One idea when, when we started with Zukunftsland 2099 last uh, year, um, together with um, artist Mikala Hildigdal, who has initiated this project. And this was really something um, where we went in the urban public space, not for the first time, but um, it was something which was really, for us, really important to, to make this jump into the urban public space and really connect these ideas about how the city could look like in a better way and how uh, we could uh, fight 
these um, gentrification processes and, and processes of people have to move away and, and all this. And so uh, for this project, uh, Mikala invented or developed a utopian perspective on Kreuzberg and she was uh, slipping into the role of a sightseeing moderator and she developed a narrative on different spots in Kreuzberg where we went then in, um, uh, with, uh, with the public in a, in a bus and, and uh, visiting these places and she developed new narratives on in different spots like for example for the Prinzesslingärten or for um, the situation at uh, Kotti & Co at Cottbusser Tor and also for the Kuvribrache as a negative example. For example. There's no Brache anymore. No, it's no like Brache. After like, the summer break, I just like passed it. There's like definitely like no Brache. It's like a really like sleek new building standing there now. And this, <laughs> but this project was really nice because it was so um, so you don't usually all the political actions always of course has a critical view on the status quo and. Um, and Michaela really developed something uh, utopian, some visions and connected some art ideas, political situation. This was not so yeah, explicit on, on, on gender issues, but there were, of course, in all discussions, uh, they were also um, playing a role as well as feminist ideas. But this led a bit more than to the next project um, which we um, we have now the second part of. Actually the project supposed to start uh, in mid-March and then actually you kicked off the project already on the 14th of March and then <laughs> that week we, we went had, to lockdown, yeah, we shut down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so now is that the reason why it was the second episode or was it already planned as a kind of a um, no, it's like the second episode because they, it was the first episode of the female, like in German it's like feministische Wohngeschichte, Geschichten. Yeah, so our um, former colleague uh, Felicita Reuschling, who was really, who was really into urban activist uh, scene, uh, also in, really involved, and she uh, worked with us here in the last uh, two years. And she um, developed this first part of uh, feminist, and also the second part of um, had at least the, she worked on the concept. And then, uh, unfortunately, she was really sad. She passed away last year, last summer. And um, but uh, for us, was clear. Of course, we will we will uh, go further with this project. And she, uh, or the first episode of feminist housing her stories for the future, Berlin, Bauhaus and beyond, this is the whole title, and it was on the modernist ideas of housing and living and uh, architecture in the early 20s and um, as all other fields as well, uh, this, uh, the field of architecture, spatial and urban planning was uh, since ever a uh, very male-dominated field and uh, in this, for the first episode, we concentrated uh, or focused uh, on the early, yeah, female um, architectures, on early feminist ideas on um, housing and living. Yeah, there are a lot of a uh, lot of interesting people to find when you try uh, when you start to research. And uh, we had a couple of lectures and discussions here. 
uh, with academics and we had one video installation by Maura Zeutel who focuses focused on, on her on the uh, Frankfurt kitchen, which was developed by Margarete Schütte-Lihotzky, one of the very famous female architects in, this, uh, in, the, in the 20s. This was more or less the focus uh, of the first episode, really on the, on the early, on, on the beginnings of uh, what could uh, feminist urban and spatial planning be. And now we are jumping into the uh, present, or more or less we are starting from the second wave feminist idea movement of the um, late 60s um, and then jumping into the present and also a bit into the future. <laughs> yeah, so like the second part will start, yeah, it already started kind of in March, as you said, with a workshop by um, Sarah Held or Sarah Held. In this workshop we created a so-called Berlin Girl Gang with the participants and um, and then pasted the, um, this girl gang throughout the city in Berlin in public spaces and mostly in um, so-called like Unorte in German or like non-spaces. So it was like part of the workshop was also to talk about where we have been or like where we like where we have been harassed, sweet harassed, where we have been catcalled, um, but also or maybe spaces we don't feel like really secure and safe. So this kind of girl gang is then was there like to give like a support, give like remind you about like the strength you have like when you like a gr group of people or group of girls and also like on your own to just like kind of be there and be present and reclaim the city kind of and public space. So this like kind of the second part consists of a lot of things so it was like first like the workshop now we're gonna have like on Friday the 21st we're gonna have an opening with six artistic positions these artistic positions came to play or we had an open call beforehand where people could um, apply and hand in their ideas for like for a non-sexist city so the the title of the exhibition is called how could a non-sexist city look like and it's actually like a title by um, of an article Felicita Reuschling wrote for Suburban for the magazine in 2017 and um, so it's a pretty long title but it's like also like a reference back like to her work and to her thinking and um, we have like different artistic positions that we're going to put on display it's a um, sound installation by Banu Cicek Tulu, it will be then like Sarah Hal's um, presentation of the workshop, kind of like in public space, and maybe also like a reference here. It will be, we're gonna have an installation by Dorothea Nold, we will have an, an installation by Lena Wegmann and Tabia Latocha, we will have like a sculpture by Ina Wutke, and um, after the opening, there will also be a, a night walk like a feminist uh, night walk organized by Elke Krasny, Sophie Ling and Claudia Lumoschitz. And um, so they're gonna take back the night or like reference to take the take back the night movement from 1975. So we're all, all, all female, lesbian, inter, um, non-binary and trans people are invited to meet at midnight in front of the Aral petrol station after the opening. And um, then we're gonna walk um, through the city for two hours in order to create a manifesto um, for, yeah, like a feminist manifesto for the night. And this will also be part of the exhibition then. 5th of September, there will be the symposium mm -hmm. called A Feminist Perspective for Berlin Today. Yes. Okay, okay so we have, for example, um, Kerstin Dürrhofer, 
uh, one um, yeah, architect uh, who already uh, yeah, developed some feminist ideas on spatial and urban planning in the, in the 90s, uh, 70s and also um, was really active active in the um, feminist movement uh, of the 70s. Um, she would like, kind of have, have like a recap, right, of like yeah. how, what like architecture was like, um, like a feminist critique in the 70s of, of like normative ideas of like building, of yeah. planning. And I mean, so she's like, like in the symposium, we actually like kind of, I think, like tried to put together or bring together different generations of um, female architects and um, yeah, urbanists but also not only like the different generations so like from the 70s like mm. but like also current third wave however you want to call it but like also like different different approaches so practitioners from the field like architects but also like researchers people like who more like like Katharina Bonnevier from Sweden like, like more artistic and artistic research on the topics yeah. I guess like this is like one of the for me like most interesting and maybe like strongest parts of of the symposium that it will be like so multi-generational and also like combining like, theories and ideas but also like asking like architects who really work in the field like how could this actually like look like you know this is like kind of like what could it look like yeah and the number of participants is now like limited up to 25 people so if you're interested in the symposium which would actually like mostly be in German it would be good to register until the 4th of September so like a lot of different projects um, accompanying the exhibition which is not only the symposium but also like a film screening on the 4th of September with Angelika Levy's film Mitte Essen Seele auf made a film in, in, the seven, in the early 70s, Kreuzberg gehört uns, and it was, um, it focuses already in the early, early 70s uh, on these problems of gentrification and... Um, yeah, and then like as I said, like the, the, the night walk, we also have the night walk, and we will have, at the end of the exhibition, we will have a audio walk by the feminist um, architecture collective um, FemArc, it will be the last day of the exhibition, so the 19th of um, September, and um, FemArc is preparing an audio walk throughout the, the city. But um, so we, we, we're still like kind of like also really like um, excited how this um, particularly would look like. But we really like big fans of um, FemArc's work. It's a collective by several female um, architects, uh, which also, and they also have like a strong interest in making architecture, like a, actually like a okay space for, for women and supporting women in architecture. They also have a podcast where they also like doing and inviting different architects um, and asking this que like several questions and discussing topics about yeah, feminist architecture. This could also be like a nice ending of the exhibition yeah. on the 19th of September. The, the opening of the next exhibition, Feminist Housing, Her Stories for the Future, will be on the 21st. Um, so everyone is invited to come here. We have an opening outside um, with DJ and bar, and then uh, the space will be limited to, to people who come up here and uh, visiting the exhibition. And then from the, the 22nd of August till the 19th of September, we will have opening hours from Wednesday to Saturday from 4 till 7 p.m. 
um, to visit the exhibition and um, then we have those different events. And you can like find more information on the website which is uh, galeriefutura.de. And we have also like an Instagram account and a Facebook page. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. <laughs>